0: Conservative, you bet. Controversial, right again.
1: It's time to squabble
0: on the Jim Benson Show.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Jim Benson Show, conservative talk radio covering the issues that concern you here on the BBS radio network. The Raptor News channel on YouTube, which has been reporting on the military situation in Israel since the war began there earlier this month with the terrorist organizations Hamas and Hezbollah, stated in an October 27 broadcast that the Israeli military's anticipated incursion into the Gaza Strip has begun. This episode of Raptor News included several brief statements on the military situation in Gaza, Israel, and southern Lebanon. The channel stated that Israel had been holding off on invading Gaza to destroy Hamas, pending the outcome of negotiations to free more than 200 hostages taken from nearby Israeli territory during the Hamas invasion and genocide there October 7. But that these negotiations had, quote, failed, excuse me, failed, unquote. Hamas had earlier claimed at least 22 of the hostages had been killed in Israel airstrikes, in in Israeli airstrikes since. uh, against Hamas positions in Gaza, if I understood it correctly, the Israeli government later issued a statement saying its incursion into Gaza was, quote, limited, unquote. And uh, it was meant to take out Hamas installations for launching missile attacks on Israeli territory, which they're still doing, apparently, and making some limited um, ground incursions by terrorist fighters. I saw it reported yesterday from another internet news source that the Russian government was supposedly hosting talks with Hamas officials in yet another attempt to free hostages. Also yesterday, I saw a statement by Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu appearing to confirm that the planned planned Israeli invasion to destroy Hamas has actually begun. We'll have to see how all this plays out. Meanwhile, it's been reported that American troops stationed in Syria and I think Iraq have been have come under attack from Iranian proxy military forces with some injuries among U.S. troops and that the U.S. has struck back with attacks on suspected staging areas for these forces. The situation in the Middle East grows more dangerous and volatile by the day, with the potential for it becoming a much wider regional military conflict involving U.S. military forces. The sudden attack by Hamas on Israel and the subsequent barbarism and massacre that followed seems to have taken the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency and other U.S. intelligence agencies, as well as the renowned Israeli intelligence service Mossad, by complete surprise. The attack, which was launched during Yom Kippur, the most solemn of Jewish religious holidays, found Israel largely unprepared to immediately defend its people from the barbaric Hamas terrorist fighters, Resulting in initial Israeli deaths of some 1,200. The death toll for both Israel and Palestine, Palestinians in Gaza, has since risen to close to 10,000 at this point, I believe, uh, with thousands more injured. I can't speak for what happened with Mossad, but if I in, listened, but if, I, if you listen to my last episode of this show on October 15th, you may have heard former Trump administration figures, Kash Patel and Steve Bannon discussing this massive intelligence failure on Bannon's War Room program on the Real America's Voice network. Bannon is a former naval officer and was a Trump advisor. Kash Patel is a lawyer. He's been a federal prosecutor and I believe also a public defender. And more importantly, he was deputy assistant to the president and senior director for counterterrorism on the National Security Council. He's also served as chief of staff of the U.S. Department of Defense, among other positions he's held in the federal government. <clears throat> During his dis- this discussion, Battelle related that Joe Biden has ordered the CIA to redirect its resources away from fighting Islamic terrorism and toward fighting climate change. Besides this, the increasingly befuddled Joe Biden has declared the so-called white supremacists are the main terrorist threat to America. As I understand it, Biden has directed the FBI to devote more resources it has to going after these boogeymen as well. It's reasonable to conclude that the Biden administration and its allies, such as the always smug, arrogant, and obnoxious U.S. Senator, Senate Majority Leader Charles Chuck Schumer, have to accept at least some responsibility for this monstrous terrorist assault on the Israelis, as well as the subsequent mass death and suffering of the past Palestinians. But since this horrific attack by, on Israel by Hamas October 7th, there seems to be something of a change of heart on the part of the Biden administration. FBI Director Christopher Wray recently held a press briefing in which he stated that since the Hamas attacks, there has been an increase in reported domestic threats. Ray said the FBI is moving quickly to mitigate the threats and that it does not discount the possibility that Hamas and other terrorist groups could use the conflict in and around Israel and Gaza to call for or plot attacks in the U.S. Quote, the threat is very much ongoing and in fact the threat picture continues to evolve, unquote, Ray said. Quote, here in the U.S. we cannot and do not discount the possibility that Hamas or other foreign domestic terrorist, or other foreign terrorist organizations, could exploit the conflict to call on their supporters to conduct attacks on our own soil. End quote. This is encouraging, coming from the head of the main U.S. domestic intelligence and law enforcement agency, which has refused to, as far as I can see, even look at the vast amount of evidence of rigged and stolen U.S. elections and the likely role of the Chinese Communist Party, CCP, in helping steal those elections. In particular, helping put their bought-and-paid-for, Joe Biden, as one observer recently put it, in the White House. If you've listened to previous episodes of this program, you're aware of significant allegations that CCP cyber operatives have used access to or built their own copy of a super-secret CIA computer system to wage massive Trump to Biden vote flipping attacks on electronic election equipment across the USA in 2020, among other cyber attacks. Isn't it, interesting, isn't it interesting that within a few days of Biden's prisoner swamp deal with China's major ally and trading partner Iran, the world's top sponsor of Islamic terrorism, handing Iran's government six billion of its formerly frozen assets, which President Trump immediately predicted would result in a jump in bloody terrorist attacks. Sure enough, Israel sponsored Hamas. Israel's Iran sponsored Hamas launches its surprise October 7th terrorist onslaught on Israel. There's no doubt that Joe Biden and other Biden family members have been have received millions of dollars from CCP connected companies and individuals, and Joe Biden is badly compromised by the communist Chinese. In fact, a convincing argument can be made that Biden serves the CCP's interests whenever and wherever he can get away with it, such as cozying up to China's ally Iran, which has been freely selling tens of billions worth of oil to China and amassing tens of billions in cash reserves as a result, which it can now use to sponsor terrorism around the world. There is dispute among the Biden administration still, I understand, that about Exactly whether or not Iran was involved in any significant way with the Hamas attack. But others, other observers and critics have said that they, it's well known that Iran is financially and otherwise supported by Iran, some say to as, by as much as 100 million a year. So now we have the outbreak of another war which could directly involve the U.S. and one that threatens to draw U.S. forces into a wider, major military conflict in the Middle East. All this plays into the CCP's hands as part of their so-called three-war strategy. I've also heard it called the four-war strategy. And this is meant to distract, bog down, and weaken the U.S.A. and its allies to the point where we will be unable to pose any serious threat to the CCP's ambitions for world domination, and this would include any serious deterrent to the CCP invading Taiwan. How the communists in Beijing must be laughing at us here in the USA with their near-puppet installed at the White House, having done so much to help the CCP and its allies, as as well as promoting a radical Marxist political agenda here at home in the U.S., And all the while, Joe Biden and his handlers and supporters of the American communist left, cheered on by our financial and corporate elites with all their money invested in and profits taken from China, are severely economically weakening the USA with the Biden administration's hysterical, draconian efforts to stop use of fossil fuels. This is being done in their effort to fight the ridiculous and unsubstantiated concept of climate change. Claimed to, be the, claimed to be caused more or less solely by the use of fossil fuels. Meanwhile, another American CCP asset as I see it, the very wealthy, radically left-wing California Governor Gavin Newsom is waiting in the wings to run for the U.S. presidency should Joe Biden be removed from office by impeachment or corruption or choose not to run due to his age and declining mental state. He could also be, a, be impeached for what he's done at the border, opening our border to these millions of people pouring in from all over the world now and other things. But more likely it would be if he is impeached down the road, it's going to be over his corruption, all these, all these corruption evidence and allegations. Newsom last week was on a multi-day visit to China where he received a purportedly surprise personal meeting with CCP leader Xi Jinping and was given the red carpet treatment otherwise by China with another high-ranking CCP official calling Newsom an, quote, old friend, unquote. Looks to me like Gavin Newsom is the CCP's choice for the next president of the United States. Whether or not Joe Biden runs for re-election, he remains self-righteous and defiant in the face of mounting evidence and criticism of staggering corruption on the part of him and his family members, and with it the selling out of our country's interests. Then there's the issue of Biden's competence in handling U.S. affairs and whether or not he's capable of actually acting in America's best interests. The other day I saw a news report that Jill Biden, his devoted wife, has uttered a strong vote of confidence in her increasingly mentally challenged husband's leadership abilities and said there is no better person she'd want to see in the White House Situation Room where crises are monitored and acted upon. These reactions are so typical of the political left in America. If you observe the leaders of the left, that is the communists and those who serve and support them like Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton, you notice certain characteristics about these people. One is that they lie incessantly and self-righteously and often accuse you of what they have been involved in, knowing that the corporate CCP-aligned mainstream media and the rest of these people in the American establishment will always back them up. Hence, we have Joe Biden constantly lying about his involvement in his sons and brothers supposed business dealings, which in reality is their peddling of the Biden name and influencing U.S. government policies and actions. Another communist and leftist character trait is self-righteous hate, often disguised as righteous indignation at supposed great injustice, such as the imaginary threats of Climate change. Well, I can't say it's totally imaginary, but there's a lot of dispute about exactly what climate change The climate is always changing anyway, but it has been warming up for centuries, as I understand it. It may be that fossil fuels are contributing to this warm up, but that's still in dispute. But again, this is one of the things that is used to create the hysteria the left considers must be dealt with. Another is white supremacy, which is used as an excuse to wage cultural and political war against Caucasians, who are deemed by the communists and other leftists to be responsible for virtually all the world's problems. Then you have the problem for these people of capitalism, which they get very rich by here, but still decry, and which has to be destroyed in order to save the world for utopian communism, which has never existed. And never will. The amazing thing about all this is that today you have so many American corporate corporations, large and small, with money tied up in communist China, that appear so blind with their greed, they are eager to help the CCP bring about their own destruction, their own suicide by appeasing and helping the communists, as Lenin predicted a century ago, would eventually happen. Leftists have a strong sense of. Entitlement. For them, the ends always justify the means to achieve their goals. So, if deemed necessary, mass murder, slavery, and terror are perfectly acceptable in order to bring about the long awaited, yet never achieved, communist delusion of the workers' paradise on earth, where the common people slaves are supposedly going to be truly happy with their miserable lives. Another leftist characteristic is fraud. That is deception. Everything it seems with leftists is a trick and a lie meant to to confuse and delude the masses. What is declared to be true is usually false. What is declared to be a lie is often true. In fact, true. And language is contorted to bring about the desired trickery. So you have the totalitarian farm animals who took over after running the off the humans in George Orwell's novel animal farm, telling the other animals under their rule that under socialism, quote, everyone is equal, but some are more equal than others, close quote. Under communism or other forms of socialism, hate is portrayed as some form of love. War is peace. Lies are claimed to be truths. Slavery is presented as freedom. Another of the key characteristics of the communists, other socialists and their supporters and servants, is outrageous hypocrisy. Some people call these supporters and servants liberals, but they are actually socialists, and in some cases, if not outright communists, devoted communist supporters. And so it's fine that Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton became fabulously rich and live like royalty, selling influence at their public offices while promoting the mass poverty and slavery that is socialism. Now, perhaps nowhere have these attitudes of the political left in America been more evident than their roles in the rigging and theft of the 2020 and 22 elections and the colossal cover-up of it that followed. That's how I see things and millions of other Americans as well. Leftist oligarchs like George Soros and Bill Gates of Microsoft fame have spent hundreds of millions buying off media organizations and individuals. Soros alone has poured many millions into corrupting American political institutions by helping elect leftist ideologues as prosecutors, district attorneys, secretaries of state, and more. So much so that for so many years that when the evidence and claims of wrongdoing in our elections have been brought to light. They have been largely ignored and shunned by the majority of our judiciary, prosecutorial, and legislative organs. The tens of millions of Donald Trump supporters heretofore believed we had a government and government leaders who were honest and devoted to upholding the rule of law, only to discover that many of these so-called leaders in our intelligence communities, our judiciary, Department of Justice, and elsewhere have apparently been in on supporting, if not perpetrating, the real big lie that Trump stole the 2016 election, which was investigated ad nauseum and, and turned up nothing, and that Biden won the 2020 election, which of course is still a matter of contention. But there's a lot of evidence which no one seems to want to look at, and it seems like just about everybody has given up now on trying to change what happened in 2020, and is turning with hope toward 2024 i have a lot of dread though myself i agree with donald trump the evidence of a rigged and stolen 2020 presidential presidential election alone is overwhelming and irrefutable but of course this depends on what people want to believe evidence of election crimes has been ignored over and over again while the establishment has viciously gone after our new left-wing dominated establishment not totally new, but in recent history, has viciously gone after key figures who have sought to contest election results with bogus prosecutions and persecution. Our society is now so corrupted and subservient to the political left that the left has succeeded in not only throwing many elections, but also in covering up their crimes. At least that's how many millions of us see it. Looking at it all, one has to wonder if it's not actually too late to turn things around in America. The left knows it can't win enough elections to gain the total control it seeks, so it appears it's resorted to stealing elections with assistance and or support from many of our society, and many in our society beholden to communist China. Getting back to Joe Biden and his administration's policies, Here's commentary by Fox's Jesse Waters on his Jesse Waters primetime program, October 19. Play sound by one, please.
2: Tonight, the world is on the brink and the White House is panicking because Joe Biden's president. The United States now sponsoring a double proxy war against the Iranians and the Russians. China's eyeing Taiwan and North Korean weapons were just discovered in Gaza. The State Department has just issued a worldwide travel warning to all countries. When's the last time that's happened? Americans aren't even safe in France. Our enemies are being mobbed by angry Muslims. Our military bases are under attack in Iraq. And we just had to shoot down two Iranian-made missiles. How was your week? Well, this... Right now, breaks, Putin is in China meeting with Xi, where they're coordinating Mideast policy. Two American carrier strike groups are in the Mediterranean, and Biden just tested one of our new nuclear weapons, detonating a massive bomb in Nevada. And we keep catching Middle Easterners sneaking across the secure southern border. Axios reports, top officials say this has been the, quote, heaviest, most chilling week since Biden took office. The Biden administration is, quote, rattled, according to this report. Doesn't that make you feel safe? They say this matrix of crises pose an epic concern and historic danger. Washington fears these wars can spread. But have no fear. Last night, Joe Biden announced he's a wartime president.
0: This morning, I returned from Israel. <clears throat> they tell me I'm the first American president to travel there during a the war. I boarded a train with blacked-out windows for a 10-hour ride each way to Kyiv. To stand with the people of Ukraine, I'm told I was the first American to enter a war zone not controlled by the United States military, says President Lincoln. We cannot and will not let terrorists like Hamas and tyrants like Putin win. I refuse to let that happen.
2: Biden's a proxy wartime president. Ignore the fact that his policies got us into these proxy wars. So forget Bidenomics. Biden is running as General Patton, It's an election year. War sells. The Inflation Reduction Act doesn't. Here's proof. Biden's getting slaughtered by Trump in almost every swing state. Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, North Carolina. Biden loses in a landslide if the election was today. So Biden's pivoting. He's running on guns and butter. Biden's asking Congress for a hundred billion dollars. But Biden says, don't worry. The taxpayers are just funding defense contractors. These proxy wars are made in America.
0: We send Ukrainian equipment sitting in our stockpiles. And when we use the money allocated by Congress, we use it to replenish our own stores, our own stockpiles with new equipment. Equipment that that defends America and is made in America. Patriot missiles for air defense batteries made in Arizona. Artillery shells manufactured in 12 states across the country, in Pennsylvania, Ohio, Texas, and so much more. You know, just as in World War II, today, patriotic American workers are building the arsenal of democracy and serving the cause of freedom.
2: Biden's proxy wars, same thing as his jobs plan. We're building back better an arsenal of democracy. Biden loves democracy everywhere in the world, except here. Here he's arresting Trump. Now, if it seems like Biden's funding all sides of these wards, it's because he is. He's sending six billion to the Iranians, a hundred million to Hamas, fourteen billion to Israel, sixty billion to Ukraine, five billion to the Saudis, and two billion for Taiwan. Biden's like a Vegas bookkeeper. Because the big guy's getting it on the backside too. The Chinese, the Russians, the Ukrainians are sending his family millions. And it's not like anyone's tracking the money because the Pentagon lost $6 billion in Ukraine. And Biden's State Department is admitting, yeah, Hamas is probably going to get their hands on the aid. The people with guns inside Gaza are Hamas. And so Hamas may try to divert this assistance and keep it from getting to the civilians who, who it is intended for. We think that's a legitimate concern. Yeah, see, it's the thought that counts. Biden's policies got us into these proxy wars. And now he wants to run as a war hero. All of these invasions happened on his watch. That doesn't make you a war hero, it just means he can't deter anybody.
1: Trump is crushing Biden in the polls in the key swing states. If the election were held today, Trump would lose like he did in 2020. What's changed fundamentally? in the way our elections have been run. I mean, there had been some progress toward more transparency and freedom in the elections, but I haven't seen enough to make me feel very confident about it. The polls, the ones not rigged like our elections can show Trump beating Biden in yet another landslide, like in 2020, as I said, but it doesn't make any difference if the States keep using all this electric voting equipment around the country, which our own federal department of Homeland security, cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency, CISA, has admitted, contains nine contain nine major security flaws. These flaws are actually security failures for which there are no fixes, according to election integrity activist Patrick Byrne. And this is what cybersecurity experts from our nation's universities have been saying for years. That is, that our all-electric voting equipment is very vulnerable to hacking and vote manipulation. Then there's all the evidence of massive ballot fraud, particularly in the key swing states. You know, you kept seeing all those on the election night 2020 and after uh, Republicans kicked out of being allowed to look at vote counting or contest anything, kept far away, kept out of the picture entirely. Even the w- windows of some vote counting centers taped up with cardboard or something so nobody could even see from a distance what they were doing. As I stated earlier, if you've listened to previous broadcasts of the show, you've heard the allegations that communist China's cyber operatives have remote access to or have actually built their own copy of a super secret CIA computer system used for elections interference and have been using this to wage massive cyber attacks on U.S. elections equipment nationwide, flipping millions of votes cast for Donald Trump and Joe Biden in 2020 and from Trump-backed political candidates particularly for the U.S. Senate seats, to CCP and American political left-back ones in the 2022 midterm election. No one in our government seems to be willing to talk publicly about this matter, as they are apparently constrained from doing so by national security and secrecy statutes. Nevertheless, isn't it time that we remove our elections equipment from electronic devices in order to help ensure that our elections are truly safe, secure, and actually fair. And then the state legislatures need to go into those election vote counting centers in these key swing states that decide the election and make sure that elections are run fairly and according to state and federal law. Here's more about the terrorist organization Hamas, this time from an interview on Fox News October 23 with Masab Hassan Youssef, author of the book Son of Hamas. He is the son of the founder, or at least one of the founders of Hamas, and he opposes Hamas. This guy has got to be very brave to be speaking out like this. I imagine he must surely be marked for death by these fanatics. Play soundbite two, please.
3: Confused. Someone that's not confused is Mosab Yousef. He's the son of a founding uh, Hamas leader, and he's the author of Son of Hamas. Uh, thanks so much for joining the program. You know, I'm always curious uh, because we have so many Americans here that don't understand Hamas. Can you paint the picture for the audience of who we're dealing with? Uh, some have referred to them as uh, Israel's ISIS. Why do they say
4: this, sir? Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, it, it's the wrong comparison, you know, to say Hamas and ISIS because I think Hamas is a lot more dangerous. Mm. Look uh, at the division and uh, the global confusion because of Hamas. You know, uh, they 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 brought us uh, to our knees somehow. You know, by their brutality and their uh, barbarism. You know, brutality is even uh, underestimating. Uh, Uh, Hamas uh, Act, Uh, Hamas is a religious uh, movement, you know, and they are raging a religious movement against Israel. This is what they are doing. The mainstream media cannot say this because they are afraid uh, to ignite a religious war. And Mm. what I say, it already is, you know, they want to annihilate the Jewish people because they are Jewish people, because they are Jewish state. This is why they hate Israel. They want to establish an Islamic State on the rubble of the State of Israel. Uh, the, uh, campaign, their, their campaign title is uh, Tufan Al-Aqsa, which means uh, the flood of Al-Aqsa Mosque. So it is a religious uh, situation, and we just need to expose them for what they are. They are not a national movement. If they were a national movement, a political movement, you can uh, satisfy their ambition somehow. You can negotiate with them. But when they are religious movement, that they don't believe even in political borders, that they they are uh, driven by uh, dark hatred towards a race, mm-hmm. you know, towards a nation. Uh, and we saw that when they kill people indiscriminately. Uh, it's all uh, uh, evidence, you know, of to what extent Hamas can, can go.
2: Musab, how did you become a Christian? I mean, because we've talked about it it's hard because the, what we've read, what we know about Hamas is they indoctrinate children at an early age. And you can you can you know, let us know if that's correct. But to hate other people, to kill the Jews, to kill Americans, how do you fight that when they have been indoctrinated at an early age? And how did you come to know Christ?
4: Well, yeah, this is this is a good question. Well, first of all, I did not become Christian you know, I did not leave Muslim to become Christian. I was fascinated, and I'm still fascinated by the uh, by Christ consciousness, uh, which basically, you know, um, uh, in that region, you know, where uh, hatred is taking over, you know, I did not see that uh, our problem uh, was Israel. I, I saw that we had uh, a lot more complicated problem within our our society, and I found the teachings of uh, loving thy enemy, forgiveness, uh, compassion. Uh, uh, the, power, uh, the power to be crucified uh, and the stand above pain and stand above uh, um, uh, misjudgment uh, I saw that the, uh, there was lots of power uh, to that and uh, uh, this is why uh, I made the choices I made I haven't been in a church I lie to you if I tell you uh, I'm a church goer I, many many years now but Christ consciousness continued to influence me uh, and uh, ignite uh, the light within, you know, because we live in a uh, dark world, and uh, men think that they are superior to God, you know, but they are not. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, the, why we are in crisis right, right now, because we don't have God in our hearts. We have abandoned God, and we became very confused, and now the enemy mm-hmm. uh, attacked us.
2: Let's talk about the enemy. Uh, you write in your book... And you talk about how your dad was one of the founders and how you had to break from him, saved his life many times, but he still disowned you because he doesn't fully realize that. So you start work with the the IDF uh, to unearth them and uh, unwind some plots before they happen. You also write that in 2006, nobody thought that Hamas was capable of taking over the Gaza Strip, but they did in two seconds, kick Fatah right out. Are they capable of putting up Uh, and withstanding an IDF invasion? Do you think they're that strong, or do you think they've already run from the fight?
4: Um, Their strength, uh, that they are hiding behind uh, children and women and uh, many civilians. Hmm. Uh, In fact, uh, this is what they did. They, They surprised Israel on Yom Kippur. It's a holiday. You know, and uh, then they ran uh, very quickly uh, to to hide and use human shields. Uh, They have many tunnels, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, they used uh, the funds and the uh, aid that came to Gaza instead of it went to the people. They used it to uh, dig tunnels, and this is what they've been doing, digging tunnels under the ground. So uh, it's very hard to deal with this type of suicidal uh, group of fighters who basically uh, uh, don't appreciate life. They don't praise life. You know, uh, they actually uh, looking forward uh, to, to death. To the next right? life. So uh, it, this is why it's very hard, you know, for not only for, Israel, for Do you think they're arm. there, though?
2: Do you think they're still there or do you think they're trying to get out through the, the Rafa Pass?
4: No, no, I think they are, they are still there, and they are preparing. And the reason that the, Israel is delaying their campaign right. because they are gathering in intelligence, I think they should wait a little bit longer, because without intelligence, without information, knowing the tunnel, uh, tunnels, mouths, right. and the uh, Hamas movement on the ground, it is going to be a very difficult uh, war.
0: Uh, Mossad, exit a question, a final question for you. Ultimately, once the ground invasion does start, the goal of the IDF and the Israelis is to rid the world of Hamas, which your father founded. Given what you've said about how it's a movement, not necessarily people, but it's a movement. Is that possible?
4: Yes, it is possible. But Gaza uh, front is not the only front. First of all, uh, Israel must destroy Hamas infrastructure, including the tunnels and whatever it takes, whatever it takes. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, uh, uh, Israel need to uh, deal with the head of the snake mm-hmm. in Doha, in Beirut, in uh, uh, wherever they are. You know, cut the head of the snake and let the tail die. You know, we won't be able to destroy Hamas as an ideology, but we can definitely overthrow them. Now I don't know how much this will take. You know, this is why I recommend that we gather intelligence and we enforce a very powerful, unbreachable siege. It has to continue for long enough. You know, those tunnels—they need ventilation, they need power, they need—they need communication. Now, if we cut the power, fuel, uh, even water, uh, oxygen, if possible, long enough, uh, this could take. Long weeks, and we know where the tunnels are uh, in general. They are close to the siege, they are close to the uh, border with Israel. Uh, We have uh, offensive tunnels. Those we know for sure that the hostages are not in the offensive tunnels. They are most likely in tunnels under uh, the um, uh, city buildings. So at least we can begin with the offensive tunnels, destroy those. Then we can move to the next stage. But we need a very uh, strict, uh, unbreachable siege to deplete the enemy. If we go in immaturely, then we, we might pay a very high price. Got it. Yeah.
2: Mossad, thank you so much. Thanks for
1: Part of the political left's takeover of much of our government and political institutions under Biden has been the Biden administration's weaponization of much of the federal government, and by proxy, much of our state and local government, in order to falsely prosecute and persecute Trump political supporters. As part of this effort has been the use of what has been called lawfare, or use of lawsuits and and cooperation by corrupt prosecutors and judiciary to politically and financially destroy those in positions of influence in our society who speak out against the illegality, and corruption of Joe Biden, his handlers, and administration, and the political left in general. One of the key targets in this war of information and influence has been a longtime conspiracy theorist, radio and television personality, and host, Alex Jones. You may have recently seen news articles about how Jones has been found liable for $1.5 billion in defamation damages to families of the Sandy Hook School Massacre victims. He was recently reportedly ordered to pay these plaintiffs pending appeals of his civil guilty verdicts, even though Jones, as a result, has been forced into bankruptcy. Yet Jones has managed to remain on the air broadcasting his shows through his websites, Infowars.com and others. Here are comments Jones made recently in response to these articles. Play soundbite three, please.
5: I want to respond for the benefit of our viewers and listeners and supporters with the facts of the truth. You're going to see headlines all over the news, Alex Jones loses bankruptcy hearing. And that's not what happened. I want to state the facts for you here right now. When rigged, controlled juries that were told in Texas and Connecticut last year that I was guilty by a judge, and the judge told the juries to find me guilty and they allowed false evidence, that I have hundreds of millions of dollars into evidence, fraud, it was all over then. This this was judicial tyranny against the American people. So I laughed at the time when they were giving billions of dollars to people whose names I never talked about, never said, didn't even know who they were. This was the weaponization of the judiciary. So I declared bankruptcy because Back when I declared bankruptcy, I had a few million dollars in the bank. Since then, I'm upside down, but I'm still in the air, and that's what matters. So the federal judge in Texas basically nixed out most of the claims in Texas, but then said the stuff in Connecticut can go forward and it's not dischargeable, and said it's up to our appeals. Now remember, when you see these headlines, Jones refuses to pay $1.5 billion to Sandy Hook. I have a right, you have a right to a jury trial, but we didn't get that. The judge found me guilty in Connecticut, Texas beforehand, and also have a right to appeal. So our appeals will take years. Those are ongoing. But I declared bankruptcy because of all the litigation, we didn't have any money. We're we're maxed out. And so now they're spinning it that, oh, the judge has ruled against us. No, the judge simply said, yeah, I'm limiting the Texas claims, the Connecticut claims to go forward. But it doesn't matter. It's all academic. I don't have a million dollars. My company has a few million, but that's just to pay the bills and buy product in the future. So we are literally on empty. So this idea of we're going to take your money away doesn't exist because the money doesn't exist. It's all political. It's all a message to you that if you stand up against corruption, if you stand up against open borders and human smuggling and World War III and the pedophilia and the transgenderism, we're going to get you. Their attack on me is a message to you to shut up and roll over and be bullied and be intimidated. So my lawyers predicted and I predicted that the Texas case would get limited because it was so outrageous and the Connecticut case would go forward, but it doesn't matter because the money doesn't exist. And I always have a right to be on air and communicate. And because of their persecution, we are hotter than ever, more requested, more demanded on shows all over the place. InfoWars is exploding. So Alex Jones personally is being crucified and they're coming after assets that don't exist. I don't care about that. I'm not into money. I'm wearing like a 10 year old shirt right now. And some old blue jeans and some $20 shoes. So it, it's all like the wizard of Oz with Toto and the wizard of Oz saying, I am the great and powerful Oz. But then Toto pulls the curtain back. So here's the bottom line. The real victory here is the Connecticut, lawyers and Senator Blumenthal, who runs this, their victory in cutting Texas out of this massive $1.5 billion verdict that doesn't matter because I don't have a million dollars. I'm over a million dollars in the hole right now, personally. (laughs) And I'm preparing to sell my car and all the rest of stuff. I don't care. What matters is the free speech. And Christ said, if you're for me, the world will be against you. You will be persecuted. So I expect this to happen. It's happening to President Trump. It's happening to you. The inflation is destroying the American people. They're getting another $100 billion for Ukraine right now. It's disgusting. So you're going to see all the announcements that I'm done, and I'm over, and we're defeated. But Mark Twain said, rumors of my demise have been greatly exaggerated.
1: While we're speaking of these efforts by people that are now highly politicized and weaponized government to wipe out their political and ideological opponents. Here's a discussion between video maker Dinesh D'Souza, producer of the new video police state with Steve Bannon on Bannon's war room program, October 23. This sound file begins with the audio from the promotional video trailer for police state. And by the way, you'll hear Bannon relate that he himself is facing a four month prison term Due to being found guilty of contempt of Congress. Please play Soundbite 4.
0: Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations
5: of our Republic. Chief Division Counsel and DOJ have approved a no-not breach. We want the subject to be on display. Doing the walk of shame, full visual impact.
6: Any questions? Are we becoming a police state? The government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday.
2: I've never seen anything like it. It may be the Russia other people grew up in, but not my America. FBI warrant, come to the door now! There's a heavy banging at my door. Open up! It's 15 marked units on my property. I got SWAT in the back of my house. It took a battering ram. To my
0: door, six a.m. I hear boom, 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 and hear about
5: six to eight military-style soldiers, with the tallest one of them pointing an automatic rifle at my head. FBI,
3: we have an arrest warrant. Shock you out of sleep, drag you out of your house, have clothes, refuse to give you a warrant,
0: ransack your house. Now I'm facing 15 years in federal prison for doing nothing other than exercising my right to free speech.
5: I had no reason to be
2: attacked. I hope that you remember Matt's name and the role you played in killing
6: him. How did we give the state this kind of power? 9-11 changed
3: everything. We're going to expand the bureau from law enforcement to domestic intelligence. Legal shackles are now off. It used to be Islamic terrorism. That threat has kind of dissipated. Our focus is shifting. They're moving to domestic
2: extremism. It really paints anybody who's right of center. What we need is a person to look at. And then we go find out what crime you did. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. The demand for domestic terrorism
5: vastly outstrips the supply.
2: When candidate Trump came down the escalators, the government had a meltdown
1: we are going to drain
2: the swamp
5: we'll see about that you take on the intelligence community they
1: have six ways from sunday at getting back at you
2: the patriot act and FISA were used against donald trump google literally rewrote their news algorithm based upon what Trump was doing so they could get this guy. You just take out the word Russiagate and you put in COVID origins, you take out COVID origins and you put in Hunter Biden's laptop, you take that out and you put in January 6th. It's the replicated play from the deep state and their partners in the media. They're not just deplatforming you, they are trying to throw people in prison. If they're coming for me, they're coming for you.
5: Hands on your head! These are anti-government. We are freedom
4: of religion!
5: Speech. Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want.
3: Dinesh, I got to tell you, uh, mid-career, and you know police state because for a nothing uh, charge, they put you in prison, right? Of course, they're coming up with Trump with 700 years. They got Mike Lund. They got everybody. They either try to put him in bankruptcy or put him in, put him in jail. I think I've got a four-month federal stint ahead of me. Uh, if I don't want it, the appeal in the Supreme Court for, for defying Congress. What inspired you to make this? Because this is very cinematic. This is not your typical documentary. What what inspired you to do this?
6: Well, my, my mind flashed back to when I came to America as a teenager a generation ago, and I was uh, wonderstruck by the abundance of American life and opportunity. But I also noticed that here in America, we had had basic liberties, and there some of them are enumerated in the Bill of Rights, uh, the right to free speech, the right to conscience, religious freedom, uh, the right to assemble, to petition the government for grievances, obviously equal justice, equal rights under the law. And then we fast forward to today, and I realized all those rights, every single one of them is in jeopardy. Uh, I'm so used to thinking of America as a free society and looking abroad to contrast it with unfree societies. China, um, Iran, North Korea, the old Soviet Union. And it suddenly struck me that it's not clear to me we're a free society anymore. And so that's why this is the question at the center of this film. Are we on our way? Are we becoming a police state?
3: How um, in this film or at the end, I mean, because it, it, I can tell you from the way it's cut, in the cinematic nature of it, it's going to be overwhelming. Do you also lay a path of what we have to do to make sure we don't stay as a police state, that we don't let the FBI and the DOJ uh, and other parts of the administrative state overwhelm us and take away our liberties and freedom?
6: Yes, absolutely. You're a film guy, Steve, and that's that's basically my job in Act Three. So that's so, but a lot of the film is devoted to exposing the police state, not just exposing the fact that it exists, but also how it works, how it started, how the kind of genealogy or story of the police state, and also the fact that it doesn't just involve Trump It doesn't just involve January 6th. It involves a lot of ordinary Americans who are just going about their normal lives, and they come face-to-face with what Orwell calls the boot stamping on the human face. I wanted to bring that home to people, and, you know, film is a unique medium to be able to do that, but... um, If I had sort of an end goal, it is to stiffen the spine of patriots and Christians and Republicans and conservatives, because a lot of people are just placidly grazing, kind of like the antelope or the wildebeest. They don't see that there's a predator in the trees. To that degree, this film is kind of a warning.
1: Now, I'm not here in any way to portray all Muslims in our country as threats or Any type of extremist, Uh, I'm sure some Muslims, especially some of the ones, military-age ones coming across the border recently, are threats or will be if they get their way. Just like there are some white supremacists who are threats and the others. But basically, our laws, our country was founded that you can worship as you please as long as you're not causing harm to other people. But don't you feel safe? From the growing threat of Islamic extremist terrorist attacks now, with the left's takeover of so much of our government, which has led to devoting much of the government's resources towards destroying their political opposition and fighting climate change? Well, that's a wrap for another show. As always, we hope you found our program of interest and value today. You can listen to a podcast of today's show when it's posted shortly on The Jim Benson Show pages here at bbsradio.com. Look for us again with another live broadcast two weeks from now in this same time slot. Have a great rest of your day and evening.